that was fantastic. It was great having Ray on the trip to India. I don't have many guys go. Most of them are women, and so it's always good to have a guy with me on the, on the trips. And uh, thank you so much to this church. It's been a fantastic uh, time over the years. I've been visiting for, what would it be, eight, eight years? over 80. Thanks, Daryl. <laughs> thank you to Daryl, too, and to Mark for your support. It's been wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm going to preach the word if, you, if you'd like to turn with me to uh, Mark chapter 6. You know, God gives abundantly when he gives. And uh, he gives more than we need. He gives so that we can give. He gives so that we can have something for others. When God gives, he supplies an overabundance. And that's what this is about in Mark chapter 6. We'll start at uh, verse 35, I think is good enough. Um, it's the, well, you'll know the story. It's the feeding the 5,000. So <clears throat> verse 35 says, By this time it was late in the day, so the disciples came to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a remote place, they said, and, and it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, well, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have, he asked. Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of, a hun of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two, uh, two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. And the number of the men who, ate, who had eaten was 5,000. That's a huge crowd. And this is a really important story in understanding the whole aspect of who Jesus was. Not, not just because it tells us a story about what he did, but it, it tells us who Jesus was. This is the only story that's included in all four Gospels. This is a significant story that is told. And I always wonder when I read this story about that little boy who gave it. We read in one of the other Gospels that it was a little boy who gave the, the five loaves and two fish. You know, how come? Was there nobody else in that huge crowd who had any food at all? I don't think so. I reckon they were all just going, you know what? I'm not going to give my food to them, there's too many people. Look at the crowd here. Then I'm going to keep my food for me. And yet the little boy's going, Mum, pack this for me. You can have it. And Jesus has taken what he's given and he's fed the whole crowd and there's 12 basketful left over. And the way that he, when he takes the loaves, I love what it says. He says, he took the loaves he blessed them, looking up to heaven, he blessed them. Then he broke it and gave them. That's significant because when he fed the 4,000, he did the same thing. 
at the Last Supper, what did he do? If you read it, it's exactly the same language. He took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. And where after he rose again, he's on the road to Emmaus. He's walking down the road to Emmaus and two guys are talking to him. They didn't know it was him. And, you know, they were, they were excited by what he was telling them. But they urged him to stay longer. I'll read the scripture to you. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us for it's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. And when he was at the table, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. Their eyes were open when he did his signature thing. He took the bread, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it. There's something about that action. Jesus was famous for that action. I bet you he did it a lot more times than what it just mentions in the, in the word of God. That was part of who he, not just what he did, but it was part of who he was. You know, when Jesus took the bread, that same word for took is chose. He chose the bread for a particular purpose. And Jesus himself was chosen for a particular purpose, wasn't he? He was called the chosen one and he came so that we might have life. He came for a particular purpose. He was chosen. You and I are chosen by God. We're called and chosen for his purpose, particular purpose. And if you look at uh, the blessings of God. The, God blessed his son. He actually, you know, a couple of times the voice came from heaven. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. The father's blessing on the son. Jesus was blessed also. We're blessed as well. You read Ephesians chapter 1. The whole thing is about the spiritual blessings that we have through Jesus. So we're chosen just as Jesus was chosen. We are blessed just as Jesus was blessed. And you know what? Jesus was broken. He was broken so that the kingdom of God could be open to all who believe in him. He was scourged and he was killed so that we could have life, so that people can choose to have life in God. He even talked about that. He even, he even told stories about that. He said that, uh, you know, even if a a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will, if, unless it does, it'll remain but one seed. But if it dies and falls to the ground, it produces many seeds. It multiplies. And that's what he's about. Multiplication. That's why he had to die. So his ministry could be multiplied. So we could have salvation, but also his ministry could be multiplied. He had to give his life. He was chosen, he was blessed, he was broken and given for you and I. The very actions that he did over and over again actually reflected who he was. And we are called also to be broken. We've got to be broken of our self-sufficiency. We need to be broken of our self-centeredness. We need to be broken of our 
love of the world so that we will be so focused on Jesus that we can be given and he can use us. He can use us in the process of multiplication, which is what Jesus is all about. Feeding the 5,000 was showing us what Jesus is all about. He wants to take us, what little we have to offer, and multiply it so that the world knows him and is invited to have a relationship with God. That's what Jesus came to do too. The same thing, to multiply his ministry. That's what it's all about. That's what you and I are called to. We're chosen, we're blessed, we're to be broken and given for him to use as he wants to. And that's when we really see multiplication. It goes beyond our understanding when we actually get to that stage of being able to be given for God. That's when we see the ministry of Jesus given to those who are hungry and thirsty. Because the world is hungry and thirsty for the truth. And you know God's plan? God's plan is you and me to feed the hungry and the thirsty. But we're not going to be able to do that unless we are broken and given. Unless we are not living for ourselves but we're living for him. That's the huge challenge to me. Andrew, are you at that place where you can be given away because you've been broken of your selfishness? It's, it's endemic. We live in a selfish society. We live in a society that is so self-centered. It's like being in a room full of smoke and expecting to go outside and not smell of the smoke that's in that room. It's the same as when we live in such a self-centered society. We find it hard to break out of that. It's all over us. It's being preached to us all day. And yet Jesus says, I don't want you to be involved in that. I want you to be centered on me. I want you to be broken of that and I want you to be given to my purposes. Then... I can multiply my ministry through you. Then I can see that multiplication. As wonderful as the loaves and fishes. Whatever you have, the little that you have, when you give it to Jesus, he multiplies it. And there's an abundance. It's so relevant for our daily lives. In the multiplication of our gifts and our talents and our resources. And I see this so clearly when I visit Compassion Children. Uh, and I do it a lot. I mean, Ray was on one of my trips. I do nine or ten trips a year over to Compassion. I've seen about 250 of these child development centres. And, like, I've seen this multiplication over and over again. These kids have little to offer. They are... The poorest of the poor. I was in Mathari Valley earlier this year. Mathari Valley is a slum in Nairobi. It's one of the biggest slums in the world. And as you walk through, you know, the slums are filthy and the kids are dirty. But there was this church running right next to the slum, running a compassion project. And it was amazing. We walked into that church and here's these kids, probably about as many as people as are here. And as we walked in, all we could hear is them praising God at the top of their voices, in English, by the way. And they're, they're singing, we know who we are. 
We know we've been chosen by God. We know who we are in Jesus. Therefore, we have a future. It was like, man alive. This is alive, this place. And then they got up on stage and they began to perform. And there were hip-hop dancers and there were comedians and there were choirs that had written their own songs. And there was just a procession of these kids, highly talented. And a lot of them were... Uh, would say to me, if you want to follow me, uh, I'm on, you know, here on uh, the internet. And I'm like, whoa, what? They come from that slum where there's, it's just filthy, dirty. They live in these tiny little houses. And yet they was multiplied. What little they had was being absolutely multiplied. How? Because Jesus is involved. We don't ever separate the gospel from what we're doing. You know why? Because if we separate the gospel, we're taking out the whole, the whole thing that works in making these kids' lives different. Jesus is the, is the way. A lot of these organisations will, will say, hey, we want to get the dollar for dollar from the government. So therefore, there's our program and there's the church. Ah. You've got to run them together because it's the, it's, it's the gospel that makes the difference. That's what, it's the multiplication of Jesus that makes the difference. And you know what? It's not, as, as Ray said, it's not just the kids that are affected. It's their families. It's their communities that benefit. It's their, their, it's their whole nation that actually benefits. We actually have 1.8 million children um, around the world and they're in about 7,000 churches associated with 7,000 churches in 26 different countries so this multiplication effect is happening right throughout it's not only that end that's multiplied though it's this end the sponsors are also what little we have we bring you know it costs about 48 bucks to sponsor a kid, but that $48 is multiplied. If you ran Compassion's programs through anything but the local church without Jesus multiplying it, it would cost $148 a month or $248. I don't know how much it would cost. It's, it would be impossible to run what is going on because... There are so many people volunteering. There's so many people given to the cause of God. There's so many things that are happening in these places through these local churches that are, you can't put a dollar value on them. When you invest into it, God takes what you've invested and he takes that small portion that we offer and he multiplies it for his kingdom. It's wonderful to see. Chosen, blessed, broken and given for him the challenge the challenge is is that your life is that what your life looks like do you know that you've been chosen by God do you know that he's chosen you and that you're part of the kingdom do you know how blessed you are to be part of the kingdom do you live in that blessing every day are you full of gratitude to Jesus for what he's done And are you embracing your brokenness? Do you say, Lord, I just need to come before you and I need to, I need a saviour because I know who I am. I know inside that I need a saviour and I embrace my brokenness because you can actually make it right. You can make my heart right through your son, Jesus, who died for me. And then 
When that happens, are you being given for his purposes? It's a huge challenge to me. It's a challenge to each one of us. And I know that many of you sponsor Compassion Children. Thank you so much. This church is so great and this is fantastic. What a great thing to be able to give and to be able to invest in kingdom work. And I'm so grateful that your $12 a month, sorry, your $48 a month or your $12 a week invested into the life of the child is being multiplied. It's, it's wonderful to see. Um, I want to show you a video of a, a girl who is from one of those slums. I think it's actually Mathari Valley in Kenya, in Nairobi. Her name is Nellie, and she's just an example of one of these kids who's being invested into. Um, so if we could actually have a look at that. <laughs> the impact that this has on whole communities is amazing. I was talking to a, a pastor from the Philippines. He's actually in Cebu. And uh, he was talking about the multiplication effect through his church. He was uh, meeting with about 100 uh, people in his church and he said we were quite comfortable. And, uh, we, and they, were, they were in a fairly um, low socioeconomic area, but he said they were comfortable and these kids would come in off the street and they would, they would sit in the church because uh, they were you know, just wanting to come in out of the rain or whatever, and they'd come in. And he said they were smelly, were noisy, and they used to shoo them out, get rid of them. And then one night they came in, and he was halfway through his sermon, and God convicted him and said, you need to pray for these kids. So he stopped his sermon, and he said, guys, we've got to gather around these kids. Because God said to him, how many prostitutes, drug addicts, future criminals are sitting there that you can actually change. So he prayed, they prayed for them, gathered them around, made them feel welcome, gave them some food. Within two weeks, there were 200 kids in that place. And they went, help! And compassion got together with them and they began a child development project. Within two years, his church went from 100 to over 2,000 because the community was changed. He showed me a picture of 60 couples who were uh, convicted of, of uh, living together and hadn't been married, and he married them all at once. They were all in white, and there were 60 couples. He said, this is what happened. When, when God multiplied the little that we had and we gave, he changed the community. He told me the story about the local lady. Uh, she owned the gambling uh, place in, the, in Cebu, in the local gambling place. She actually got born again. He said she kept running the gambling place, but she would come to church on Sundays. And as she, it took her about 18 months before she really sort of decided to close the gambling place down. But she, she was an uh, amazing witness for God. But it did take a while to completely change what she was doing. He, he was just telling me the effect that it had on the whole community because they had ministered to these kids and the families had got involved and suddenly they were able to minister to 250 families and start meeting needs, just multiplying what God was doing in that place. That story, you're right, yeah, that story is... I could tell you lots of these, by the way, but I better not. I better keep going. It's about hope. It's what it is. Once you invest the hope into these kids... And it's so important to write to them. If you're, if you're sponsoring, please write, because that just gives them so much of a boost. Um, 
If you actually are not sponsoring, I'd love you to sponsor and come and see us at, uh, at the table. Um, if you are sponsoring, thank you so much. Maybe there's room in your heart and on your fridge for another one. Anyway, consider that. Um, really, uh, I'd just like to pray. And then I'm gonna, we're going to finish by um, not actually singing a song, but there's going to be a, a song sung, and it's called Do Something. And that's a challenge for us, just to, to act on you know, what, we, what we would love to do, but act. Let's, let's step out. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you, Father, that he showed us. He came, lived, and showed us the way. And then he made the way for us, Lord. And Father, we thank you so much. Lord, just... Uh, I thank you for this church too. I thank you for the, the way that they're blessing this world, the way that, Father, you're investing, they're investing in kingdom uh, things in this world. Father, multiply what they give, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.